Welcome back to Off the Deep End Podcast. My name is Corey Lytle, and I am the host around these parts. This is the third or fourth time I've started this podcast and just completely deleted it and started over. Um, ow, my fucking cat's biting the shit out of my hand. Um, and I'm also watching my infant child because uh, she's a little sick. So if she starts crying, podcast ends, and I'll start it back up again later. But I think this is the one. I think we're going to move forward with this one. Uh, fuck off, Marvin. All right. Um, welcome back to Off Deep End Podcast. Thank you for returning. Um, I'm sure you're wondering why you're not hearing other voices. Um, this is the first time ever that I'm coming to you solo. Uh, it's never happened before um, in the history of Off the Deep End Podcast. Uh, there's always been a guest here. Always. Um, so it's a little weird. It's going to take me some getting used to. Um you know, I feel insane talking to myself, uh, <laughs> but we'll we'll just roll with it, and we'll because I do have big plans. Um, we're more, more more or less gonna just completely cut season two of Off the Deep End podcast and start season three now. Um, and moving forward, yeah, it's just gonna be me and my big plans. And look forward to new guests, old guests, entertainers, the like. It's gonna get weird in here. Um, but yeah, um, before I get into why, you know, Mike and Adam aren't here, I just kind of want to do like an oral history of the podcast. Um, so this podcast, as of today, August 27th, is about a year and some change, year and a couple months old. We're just going to say year and a half. We're going to round up like the cool kid who's like, no, I'm not 13, I'm 13 and a half. Like it makes a fucking difference. Um, so... You know, about a year and a half, it's been fun. Uh, it's been a group ride. And, you know, comedy is a very solo thing. So to work in a group, is a, it was really cool. You had no shortage of people who would give you sincere feedback if you ever had to, like, bounce a joke off of them. Um, and working together, promoting is always easier, too. Um, but it is a solo thing. Um, and, you know what I mean? You can't, I don't know, you can't expect groups to work in comedy you know what I mean it's like it's like bands too you know bands break up podcasts break up it it happens you're working with a bunch of moving parts being the people and sometimes they just seize up on each other um and the machine breaks down um but yeah this is uh this is the oral history of off the deep end podcast let's see we started it was me and Cody Stuckey and we didn't really know each other that well we had been to a couple mics together um but we were like-minded individuals. Um, I think we shared like similar, um, I don't know, ideas of what was funny. Like our comedy would overlap in certain senses. Um, and so we started the podcast not really knowing each other that well. And it was a little awkward. Um, our first episode still has the most listens, which is terrible because I tell people to just listen to something new. Or it's, you know what I mean? We didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing editing-wise. We didn't know what we were doing podcasting-wise. Uh, Mike close to the mouth, far away, we, we, we didn't listen with headphones, none of it, um, and, you know, you slowly figure out what you're doing, and it takes itself up production-wise from garage band level to, okay, this is slightly produced, this is a little, little polished, um, and that's what we were doing, and me and Cody, we didn't even, we were just experimenting with formats, you know, we did brackets um, for a while there, we were just like, we were doing call-ins. We were kind of just switch. It was like a weird variety show. We were trying to find the flavor of Off the Deep End podcast. Not long after, I mean, I don't want to skip through that. We'll call that variant one. 
of the podcast. Variant one is me and Cody Stuckey. It's how it started, the genesis of the podcast. Um, and it was good. We probably got, I don't even know how many episodes, probably around 10, 15. And then we added um, Adam Bauer. Um, Adam came in, and I just seen in my memories on Facebook that it's been a full year uh, working with Adam about, I don't know, like two or three weeks ago um, today. And, uh, you know, Adam brought with it a new life to the podcast. But it was, once again, like we were just kind of rushing and jumping into bed together like we had just done between me and Cody, but with another person. And so now there's three people in the bed, and we're trying to figure out what off the deep end is. And I will say, we had a good thing going. It was great. Adam um, just had more energy than me and uh, Cody, so it brought up the level of the podcast. And um, it was great. Um, That's when we met uh, Dank Swamp Rebellion. That's when we did just more figuring out the, I don't know, the formula of the podcast. Um, And then, you know, not long after that, say about... Six months, maybe, we added Mike in the group. You know, variant two is when Adam joins the group. Variant three is when Mike joins the group. And we had a good time with Mike. Mike was, you know, a rather new comedian. So it was really cool to, you know, we're all, you know, two years-ish in. And it's good to have a guy who's only a couple months in for a different perspective. This was like the fullest we would be. You know what I mean? We had four members. We weren't really doing guests very well, having only the capacity to have four mics but it was great you know at this point we went and did uh my first show in phoenix which was gilbert it's a suburb of phoenix we went up to jp's together and you know what i mean this is when the whole band was just i would say we were at like 100 percent power um in this you know variant of the podcast and um it was fun it was really good uh times we would go to bisbee together we would go to um, other shows that were a good drive, and it was a lot more bonding than just sitting down and podcasting. So, you know, we're brothers for a while there. We get House of Bards going in November of last year. Uh, we're almost to our year, you know, coming up. It's almost September. Um, so we get it, and uh, the group was stronger than we'd ever been. Uh, you know what I mean? There's four guys putting in work, and uh, our first couple open mics, you know what I mean? There was no shortage. We would switch off. Uh, I would host the top half, Cody would host the second half. Next week, you know, Mike and Adam would switch off, and everybody took turns hosting, everybody was helping, it was great. Um, And then we came to our first showcase, you know what I mean? So the level up there is you go from open mic, anybody can come, it's absolutely free, to, all right, hey, we're going to charge 10 bucks, we're going to round up the people we we think deserve to get on a show, and uh, everything was, it was there, the formula was there, but the problem happened in... uh, Obviously, we had bum rap and rock on the podcast. Um, once again, just, yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. I, he's a good guy, but the problem came that his material that he was using was stolen. Cody had, like, seen it all on the internet. He just sleuthed it. He found it on Reddit and uh, just word for word, uh, his material. And we and understand, we, didn't, we found this out after we put him on the lineup. We had already made the flyers for this first showcase. And uh, so we were more or less find out as we're about to have the show that this guy is using plagiarized material. Uh, People had told us prior, but we just thought they were being haters. So when the show comes and it's like we're divvying out payment because we got to pay these great comedians for working, not him, but the other ones. Um, Like I say, he's not a bad guy. I hate to hate on him, but it's like the fact that his stuff was stolen, also copulating with the fact that uh, 
he had given Dirty Mike a joke, and that was also stolen. So now Mike's using stolen material, thinking it's not, and that's that infuriated Mike, rightly so. But Mike took that anger out on the group, more or less, when he decided to be like, okay, you know, um, Mike's also on the show. Um, I'll, I have to get paid more than bum. And that was like a, like a pride thing for him. And I got that, you know what I mean? You don't want to get paid less than a guy who's using stolen material. So I totally understood his point. But at the same time, you're coming to your friends. You're coming to your own group and kind of extorting more money. So it was like Cody took it one way. I took it one way. Mike and Adam kind of saw it a different way. But uh, the day after our first showcase was when the group fractured for the first time. And uh, Cody just decided he didn't want to work with this kind of drama um, because it basically (laughs) the next day just became like a civil war. You know what I mean? It was me and Cody on one side and Mike and Adam on the other. And uh, you know what I mean? Mike has a very solid point there about how, you know, his shit was stolen. He shouldn't even be getting paid for it. But I also wasn't I'm trying to build a reputation as a guy who pays comedians. So even him. You know, guy we know is still is using stolen material is still going to get paid. You know what I mean? We we booked him. We were too late. We were already in bed with this guy, as far as the show is concerned. So it was a little late to you know draw a fucking problem with it. Um, you know what I mean? So I was my whole thing was just hey, just write it out. We're never going to book him again. Don't worry, it's not a problem. But uh, you know, it's too little, too little, too late. Um, because Cody just. You know, we were talking recently and kind of reflecting on it. He's like, bro, I went full autism. These are, these are Cody's words. He went full autism, and that's a good way to describe it because he was like, this is not the social environment I want to be around. This isn't what I want to work in. Uh, and so he kind of just took off. And and I, took, I was kind of mad about it, you know what I mean? Like, I have a kid on the way, not quite here yet. It's getting harder for me to do the open mic, to do every bit of the shows that I that I'm doing, like... I just, I didn't want to see one of my three helpers leave, um, and, uh, partners, um, homies, so I, I was a little salty when that happened, but, uh, cause I saw it as, like, abandonment, but honestly, like, I cannot blame anybody for being like, nah, these aren't the conditions I want to work in, cause, like I said, comedy's a solo thing, group dynamics take comedy into a whole different place, where it's like, you know what I mean, you're, loyalties and your, I don't know, disposition with the group, it kind of falls to the wayside eventually if something chaotic happens, in our case, um, twice over, but um, we'll get there. Anyway, so Cody leaves, and we're going to go into variant four of the podcast, which is just me, Mike, and Adam. And it was probably like this for about 12 episodes, which would translate over our rough period, you know, me having a kid, we're not doing it every single week. Um, probably about, I don't know, six months, seven months-ish ballpark. Um, just, yeah, the three of us. And we we got pretty good at just, you know, we were using Mike's house, then we were using Adam's house, and we're kind of flipping between them. Towards the end there, we were even using uh, my van. That was pretty fun. Um, mobbing in the dad van. Maybe we'll do more of that in the future, but that's basically my only studio right now, other than right now when I have to talk really quietly because my baby is sleeping 25 feet away from me. Yep, still sleeping. Good, good, good. All right. Um, where was I? Okay. So then we move into, uh, what would that be, variant three or four? Whatever. It's relevant. Uh, this is the version where it's just, you know, me, Mike, and uh, Adam. And uh, we had a lot more guests, you know, having an, op- an extra open 
uh, microphone. Like I said, four has always been our maximum number. So since we were down a member, we could have a guest every episode, and we more or less did for a while there. But there was a lot of good ones where it was just me, Adam, and Mike. Just bros, just broing out. You know what I mean? If you listen to the podcast avidly, uh, you remember uh, the Randall Walter episode where, uh, you know, there was like a, sca- a little bit of a scandal going on um, uh, behind the scenes there at the House of Bards open mic with the Off the Deep End boys. Not me, but the other two. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they kind of, they cop to it on an episode and, and like, you know, tell the story of what happened. And um, I'm not going to rehash it, you know what I mean? Like, I've been trying to do a good job through this and the rest of the podcast to come to just skirt the details I need to and just tell you the essentials but they had a bonding moment let's call it that they had a bonding moment that made me say damn we're probably the tightest podcast in town you know what I mean we probably have the tightest dynamic in in the in the podcast game in Tucson because of this <laughs> bonding uh, experience these two had um Mike and Adam and uh I don't know it, it turned out to not be true because you know you fast forward to couple days ago earlier this week um and uh just a huge fight ensued between the two of them and uh that that's forcing us to fracture for the second time and that's why it's just me here and we're in what do we call it variant four or five i don't care whatever we're in the it's and i know here's the other thing is i know this isn't the final form of off the deep end podcast um its form will come in time i'm fucking you know what I mean? More or less terrified of the idea of doing it solo, but I've become more comfortable with the idea over the last year um, and some change. Uh, that's why I didn't start the podcast alone. You know, I started it with Stuky. But here we are, and when the group fractured for the second time earlier this week, I was faced with the option to just let the let it all die. You know what I mean? Like, the podcast, just let it all die. Um, start something new. Start fresh. That was just, like, really appealing to me. But it's like, I keep coming back to the fact that, you know what I mean, I've been the backbone. So, you know what I mean, this is my baby. And Adam's starting a podcast with, you know, he's going to have guests. He's already moving on to his next venture. Mike is probably going to get in on another local podcast. He might work on his own for a while. But either way, we're all moving in separate directions. And like I said, I I hope they come back as guests. Like, they're still my homies. We have... uh, something special and uh it was just great working with him for as long as i did but yeah that being said uh i couldn't continue they just were in a position where they will never trust each other again it will never have the same dynamic or trust or just vibe that we had before um after what happened last week and you know my Girl, my girl was talking to me and saying I shouldn't air out their laundry. And if you really want to hear like the unabridged version of it, you know, message one of them, get the story. But from a professional standpoint, all I'm gonna say is that you know a girl came between the two of them, and I didn't think that was gonna happen given their prior bonding experience. But you know, it still happened, and uh, I'm a little salty at this female, just because she's like the podcast equivalent of a home record like i'm the third party damage i'm sure she doesn't even realize happened you know she more or less played these two boys uh looked at them like marks and uh i'm the i'm the third party damage he doesn't even realize uh that you know what i mean i have to go on doing a podcast solo now because these guys fucking hate each other and you know i'm sure they'll cool off in time as most most dudes do um 
fucking Air Force. Hold on. I gotta pause the podcast till the Air Force finishes. Fucking wasting my tax dollars interrupting my podcast with your loud-ass jets. But yeah, when this, you know, whole argument popped off uh, Tuesday, you know, the day that we're supposed to be doing an open mic, um, I just, I kind of, I found myself unsympathetic to what was happening. You know, the two of them were fighting, but I'm like, you know what I mean? I have my own problems. I have a sick baby at home. Uh, You know, this is the beginning. She's still sick now on Friday of the same week. So, you know, Tuesday, I'm a little out of the group argument just because I got, you know, other things happening, you know, I got some shit going off my job, home, family, the two of these guys arguing over a girl more or less at the end of it all, when you boil it all down, it just, I didn't have a lot of sympathy for it, and, uh, you know, it is, it is, you know, in the ballpark of Mike for, you know, really stirring the most of the shit up, but the way that Adam handled the whole argument was shitty on his part, and he's, he gets mad, we all know this, so it was like, I had to like more or less detached from both of them just because of the way they handle it and they both were trying to turn on each other and be like you know hey Corey we're still working together but fuck that guy is more or less what they both did and I was like hey the two of you are just not focusing on comedy like that was where I was coming at it you know what I mean like it's fine that you know you're single dudes doing comedy and you want to like find some love you're young single guy but like your main focus should be comedy and I feel like mine always has been and that's why I can like look past this argument and already start looking at the future, whereas they're going to be hung up on it for a long while here because it's just a priorities thing, you know what I mean? That's just what it comes down to. Um, But yeah, I'll get off this rock, we'll move on. It's going to be weird moving forward, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to press on. Honestly, I couldn't really imagine not having this podcast now that I've had it for a while now. It's just an outlet. It's for, you know, all the extra thoughts that I can't put on stage because I'm just just a talker. I'm just a... Uh, got too much to fucking say, so I couldn't imagine not having this, so it's good to just, I don't know, get it out there and let you guys know what's going on so that we can all move forward and this phoenix can get fucking reborn in a right proper way. And it is such an exciting time right now, too, because I'm getting booked on shows, which, you know, I had been not booked on anything for most of the year. Um, I've been producing my own shows and booking myself as host. Um, and that was about all the shows I was getting this year, um, until recently where I got just a few offers coming my way left and right, and it's, it just was really nice, it was really refreshing to, I don't know, to have opportunities again, and for the longest time I felt like we were all blacklisted, but it's like, this is another bad side of being in a group, is that, you know what I mean, if someone doesn't like Adam, or someone doesn't like Mike, or someone doesn't like Cody, or someone doesn't like me, we are all getting judged based on that, more or less, as a group. It's nice to detach from that, and, you know, now people can judge me solely on me and what I say and not what my partners say. Um, So that's nice, but this was, you know, I was getting these shows when we were still as a group, so that has nothing to do with it. It is Friday right now on Tuesday. It's my first of these couple set of shows. Me and Nick Perlow have kind of put together this show. We got our buddy Clint and our buddy Daryl on the show, and the headliner is a uh, L.A., out-of-town comic, touring uh, road dog, if you will. Uh, her name is Dana Keel, and she's super funny, and we're really excited to have that show. So it also does fall on a Tuesday, so I asked my good buddy Connor Hanna to host the uh, House of Bards open mic for me so that I can do the show, because um, it would happen that the only show I get for the first time in forever it happens on the same day that I have an open mic. Um, but either way, we're taking it, we're running with it. And uh, last night, I went to Laughs for the first time in seven months um, since 
my my daughter's six months, so a month before she was even born was when I stopped going to laughs. I was like, hey, it's my last time. I even got to host the last time, so that was really nice. And laughs is the only comedy club in Tucson if you're not from Tucson. Um, and you know, I could have gone back months ago. Um, I just had this thing, and it was it was also kind of like the the group uh, opinion. Which was just that, hey, you, you know, we're not going to get booked at laughs, blah, blah, blah. They hate us. You know, we're blacklisted, blah, blah, blah. Just this victim's mentality. I was perpetuating it. You know, they were too. But uh, going back last night, dude, I felt like a real comic for the first time in a long time. Like, I'm not even lying to you. This is coming from a guy who has been weekly running an open mic. And, you're, and I'm playing to the same crowd every week. People who have heard everything I've had to say, every thought I've written down. And the ones I haven't. The ramblings that have just come from nowhere. Um, so going to laughs, they ha they have a crowd They're, there's only been a handful of nights I've been there. It's been all comedians. They are the only comedy club in town. So you get a couple people going on a date, you get, you know, dad and daughter, you get like just these cool little family clusters that come in and, um, you know, I went up and I'm watching all these comics, you know, they get, this is the first time I was also on a list, uh, where, you know, I have three minutes, you know what I mean? I've been running away with time being a host for a while now. Uh, kind of like, you know, Adam will light me if I've been doing too much time, but most of the time I'm doing like 10 minutes plus off the top, starting the show, everybody else is doing like five or whatever. Maybe not that bad, but I'll use, I'll definitely go over my five if everybody else has five, just cause I'm the host and it's your, it's your little privilege. <laughs> Though people hate it. It's the same thing as, uh, I, I had to learn that, you know, you do too much time in between comics. They hate that too. Cause they're just impatient as the day is long. Um, so as I was saying, I'm at laughs last night. Uh, I'm watching all these comics I see every day, or and, and ones that I don't see, ones that'll never come to my mic. That's fine too. Uh, it's just nice, you know. It's, it's the gathering. So sitting there watching all night, everybody's doing really well. Um, we landed another date at House of Bards for December fourth, so there's gonna be a show coming there. So I'm trying to fill out some spots, and this is another reason why I wanted to go to Laughs. Um, guy who's been coming to House of Bards, Marcus Ray, was the first comic up after uh, the host. And he did very well. And it, and uh, I had told him, you know, last Tuesday that I wanted him on the show. And it made me feel so much better because I was like, yes, you picked the right guy. And uh, I also asked another local guy named Derek uh, to come on the show. And, you know, he's steadily killing all the open mics. He goes to, like, every one of them. Whereas I get to two a week, maybe. And that's a good week for me. Uh, but I'm watching. And uh, Randall Walter from the previous episode, a couple episodes ago. Man, dude, he just comes out with the fucking energy that no one else has seen and uh he he's the type of comic who just lights up the room and uh and he just did a set he was talking about like biblical shit he was just getting all over that stage just high energy high energy as a motherfucker and uh, I, I i talked to him after his set um because it was pretty unanimous that he had had the best set of the night like everybody so i, I knew this because i'm standing next to him we're talking to him for like you know five six minutes and uh in that five six minutes no shortage of, like, seven comics came up and just sucked his dick and, like, oh, 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 you're the best. Oh, I love you. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, and me, too. Like, me, too. I was telling him, too. I'm like, I'm, Randall was probably, like, I don't know, number 11. I'm number 25 on this list. So I'm, like, watching him go by slowly, and I'm just, I can't get Randall's set out of my head. I'm like, that was the best set. I'm not going to get anywhere close to that. Um, That's just, you know, that's the level, and I'm never going to get over it. Uh, But, um... You know, it's he's such a funny guy. You can't hate him. He's so beautiful too. He's just he's too pretty for comedy. I've told him this before, and uh, it was really nice talking to him for a while there. And just you seeing um, 
the uh, other comics give dabs to him was it was it was very cool. Um, that's like what we run on. You know what I mean? Those you don't realize how far. You know what I mean? He's probably this happened last night. He's probably today still thinking about all the comics that were like praising him. You know what I mean? These things are what keeps you going because when it's good, it is good, and when it's bad, it is bad out here. And so you take those good and you those good compliments, those good reviews, and those are just that's what keeps you from quitting. Honestly, for a lot of us, I think. Um, so the night goes on, and uh, watching, you know, Lex Scow, also on a previous episode, he murdered up there, did so well. Comes around to my turn, and uh, like I said before, I think I did really well. Um, and I'm, I hate to toot my own horn, maybe we'll get someone else's opinion, but I had the crowd laughing. And you, the House of Bards crowd, they're so loyal to me, they won't like not make a, a laugh, but it's not... It's not a real laugh, like especially after you know, you know, going on. Uh, what I had was just a mad writer's block for a month or two um, straight, and uh, so it was a lot of the old jokes coming back that they'd already heard. And uh, but laughs, you know, have, having not been there in seven months, you know, these people remembered me, but I don't think they remembered a lot of my material, especially the comics who don't come to my mic. So it was really nice uh, when I got a lot of compliments um, after my set. Um, I needed that. I needed that win, um, especially for what's coming. You know what I mean? I got a huge show um, September 10th and 11th that I feel like I just need to practice more for. I need to get better at comedy as quick as I can. Um, but uh, so I really d- needed this win because I, I was on like a fucking four or five bomb streak. Uh, and <laughs> it was doing damage to me uh, and my uh, self-esteem out here. And, uh, so, it was really nice last night, um, I'm gonna attempt to go to Kava Bar tonight, it being Friday, but like I said, we got a, a sick baby at home, and, uh, taking care of him alone, taking care of her alone is, it's a task, so I hate to leave it on, uh, my lovely fiance, um, but also, like I said, I got shows coming up, but I just feel like I need to practice, I need to work it out and get two sets, at least, because I got two nights for this September show, and, uh, not just the Dana Keel show coming up. I got um, two more shows. Um, got books at Tucson Improv Movement um, for the first time uh, since before the pandemic, um, which is a great room, very tight, very. It's a there's nothing else going on but comedy, so the crowd is there to watch comedy, and it's so awesome. So I look forward to that. On top of that, I just made the flyer um, for my boy Daryl Graves for our show on September twenty fifth. Let me double check that. At Harambe Cafe. That's right. Dick's out. Uh, Harambe Cafe, uh, which has open cannabis consumption. <laughs> that makes me so fucking excited, being this burnout stoner that I am. Um, let me double check that. Yep. September 25th, Harambe Cafe. Um, and I got in on this show, uh, and I was asked to host. So, you know having the weekly for almost a year hosting duty, I do feel confident in my abilities on the Dana Keel show. I'm just doing five minutes. I'm not hosting that. Um, same with the Tucson improv movement. It's just a set. Uh, but I will be hosting this one and it's not one of my productions. Really. I'm just kind of helping them with flyers. So it does, it does feel good to be included in anything weed around here. Cause it's like, there's, you know what I mean? There's this list, this lineup we got here, a dab of comedy. That's what we're calling it. Uh, we got Koi, Johnson, a.k.a. Shy Dick. We got Bianca Rodriguez, Randall Walter, I mentioned before, murderer. 
Jared Martin, friend of the podcast, love him. Stephanie Leonga Farrington, who is just one of my absolute all-time favorite comics in Tucson. Unbelievable energy. I can't imagine what this show's going to be like having Stephanie and Randall. This, These stoners aren't going to know what hit them. And then our boy Daryl Graves is going to be doing the uh, headlining position. He's going to be doing the most time there at the bottom. Um, it's going to be a great show. Uh, general admission's 20 VIP tickets are 50 and he's uh including with the VIP like $100 worth of shit. So you pay 50 and you get $100 worth of shit and a dope show. And did I mention that this show has an open dab bar? Yeah. A dab bar. You have bring your own cannabis and you can it's like BYOC, you know, consume your own cannabis. Correction. Uh it actually started as bring your own cannabis and then it changed as soon as the owner of the place saw how much interest the show was getting and now cannabis will be provided by the venue sweet um at this place and watch this comedy show and the only catch to the dab bar that's free on you know your ticket is uh you just have to sign a waiver that says you're not going to overly medicate yourself And we'll see how that goes, won't we? Because I am for sure about to overly medicate myself. Because, you know, if an officer was like, Sir, did you overly medicate yourself? I'd be like, that's subjective. And uh, my barter fair family knows what's subjective. Um, But yeah, this show is going to be fucking awesome. There's going to be DJs, or I think one DJ, food trucks. um, And we're just going to be smoking weed and doing comedy. It's just fucking awesome, dude. Uh, Gratitude Productions put this together, Kenny and Coy, Stephanie, and uh, Trey. Uh, and they're doing great things out there at Catalina, Craft um, Wine and Pizza. Um, they do an open mic on Sunday, and they've been doing as many, if not more, showcases as me. So it's really nice having somebody, not really competing with, but working neck and neck with, show, show this month, show that month, show this month, show that month. Um, uh, so this show's going to be awesome, and I'm I hate to say it, like, I almost feel more excited for this show because there's not a lot of pressure. That's just me hosting, as opposed to my big show for September 10th and 11th with David Borey, because that's all the pressure's on me now, especially now that the group kind of splintered again. Uh, I'm sure Cody will help me if I need it. I got Beanie Baby Chris, my the great the world's greatest roadie, uh, got my back. Um, I think I'm going to have my lady work in the merch table because my clown ass doubled down <laughs> On the merch, uh, I got more stickers, and I got, you know, shirts, and half of them are just that image we got from Veronica Venus, uh, just the Sasquatch running over the children with the Off the Deep End sign, our first art commission, and the other half of the shirts, I think it's like 10 and 10, are our uh, sharpened pins uh, picture from my buddy Ernest, which is the one where it's like the tentacle holding the revolver, and uh, there's three bullets, uh, it's it's... You know, it's not super noticeable, so I don't feel bad still selling this merch. But uh, they got, you know, the initials M, A, and C, L. So it's like, you know, Mike and Adam aren't in the podcast anymore, but I still am selling merch with their initials on it. So I feel like a giant clown. Um, so thanks, podcast record lady. Um, yeah, once again. Oh, God, I'm getting salty. All right, um, recover, recover. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna have my chick work in the merch booth. I don't know who's gonna be doing tickets. I it's hard to trust people out here, you know what I mean? To not just like pocket like direct ticket money and to just do the honest thing. Um, I had trouble with it in the group. Um, 
You know what I mean? There was always the joke, oh, hey, ha, 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 I'm going to slide a 20. It was like a joke, but also I'm like, hey, I'm, I don't think that's funny. <laughs> the guy running everything and funding everything, I don't think that's funny. Um, and, uh, you know, being as high and paranoid as I am, you know, we need that trust. Um, so... It's a lot of shows in the works. I'm going to keep trying to pump these out. I might even pump these out with more frequency um, now that we don't have to meet up around group schedules. But I still, I've been planning the Off the Deep End game show in the background, which is hopefully going to be a big one for us. Uh, I've been putting together a lot of trivia questions, and I've had these goddamn buzzards, buzzards, buzzers, no D, for a while now, um, since our... (laughs) Since the first time I bought a bunch of merch and it didn't work out, which was, if you remember back to Podcasting with a Purpose, uh, which was the first production I ever put together, which just fell apart and crumbled into the fucking sea. Uh, But I bought, I ended up buying like 50 masks that say, save the screening room. Uh, This was back when they were on GoFundMe life support uh, during the COVID worst part uh, (laughs) epidemic. And, uh... Show ended up not happening. I ended up getting stuck with a bunch of merch and learning lesson. Uh, it seems that history has repeated itself in a different fashion this time, but more or less uh, along the same lines. Uh, I do think this merch will sell. Just cause, and if it doesn't, whatever. You know what I mean? I'll fucking wear. I'll have ten sets of my own <laughs> podcast shirt. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm literally just doing it to have it just because I've had people ask and request. And the first time I bought some, I only bought like four or five and they sold out instantly. But that was to like, you know, Adam, my girl, fucking Leo, people that are like really down with the podcast. And, um, you know, it is slowly growing its fan base. But I'm sure the other thing is we're going to lose people too. You know, I mean, there's going to be a couple Adam defectors, a couple Mike defectors that were listening to the show for them and now having only Corey, you're like, what the fuck is this product I'm left with? And they might leave, but you know what I mean? I'm still here. We're still doing the same thing we were doing before, especially when we bring the guests back. It'll be no different. We're going to still be doing live at House of Bards edition. Um, You know what I mean? But I'm sure there's still a lot of diehard Corey listeners the so if this was twilight you know you got team mike team adam there's t- the team Corey, the Corey lights Corey, Coreyans, Coreyans. yeah we're gonna call you Coreyans. um yeah they're still here they're still listening in fact they're probably excited that they get to hear more me but also, you know, something I noticed uh, podcasting with these guys for so long, I was always the biggest problem with interrupting. I feel like I talked the most, too. And uh, watching, you know, YouTube videos of, like, old Larry King shit, he's like, I never learned anything talking. So Larry King's really good about just shutting the fuck up and letting people talking. Letting people talk English. Um, and I wasn't very good at that, so... I think moving forward, I've become kind of woke to this knowledge, so we'll see if I utilize it with guests. But hey, I get to just run wild when it's just me, so that's that's fun. Let's let's see what unhinged thoughts can come out of my melon. Um, another thing that's really cool is um, there's a hundred percent unlimited creative direction in my court now. So if I want to get more nerdy with it, I don't feel bad. Cody and uh, Adam weren't exactly like comic guys. Mike was to an extent. He, and Mike was a very much a Star Wars and Lord of the Rings guy. But, um, you know, it was always kind of like 
we were we were fluctuating between nerdy and like we had Adam was bringing this masculine vibe too, so it was like we never could decide which direction we wanted to go. Um, and now, yeah, since it's all in the ball's all in my court, it's just gonna get like it's gonna get really fucking obscure. It's gonna get like nerdy gangster. It's gonna get like fucking cringy, sad probably. Um, and uh, who knows? It might get really ignorant too. I don't know. Uh, that's what that's what happens in echo chambers. So, being woke to that, too, maybe it'll make a difference, but I doubt it. I very much doubt it. Um, Dude, I'm just so happy to have gotten (laughs) through this podcast. Uh, Like I said at the beginning, I had started and stopped so many times, I was just like, we're going to fucking send it this time. All right, we're not fucking around. I'm not about to waste all day recording podcasts that are just going to get deleted. So, this is cathartic. I'm glad we did this. I feel at the top of the mountain. Um... I'm not sure what else to say um, on this one. I want to keep it, you know, rather brief. But um, I don't know. Like I said, I got I got big plans. Off the deep end game show in the couple, next couple of weeks. We'll do another live at House of Bards, and there's a you know a new mix of comedians coming through that you know weren't really coming through back when we did our last episode. So that should be you know interesting enough difference. Um, and if not, you know, we we have such good reoccurring characters, you know. No shortage of Daryl, Clint, Tony, cool comics that we get at the live ones that, you know, we've either already had on here once and the, you know, the audience didn't get enough of them and then they get, you know, little segmented bits. Um, So one of the last things I'll say to like wrap this up, uh, this is just something I've kind of been rolling around in my head today, uh, is that a big motivator for me to not just you know, let off the deep end, go down the drain, was that I think back to, you know, I mean, I've been listening to way too many. I'm at the point where I don't even want to listen to comic podcasts anymore because I just, I know too much <laughs> firsthand experience of, you know, the struggling comic or the struggling artist, you know, to a wider degree. Um, and every time they describe, like, the beginning struggle, like the like getting the wheels moving, Every time they describe it and they kind of like get you like to imagine it, every time it it is a a form of what I'm going through now. Like I see similarities to what I'm going through now. You know what I mean? We've had, you know what I mean? We obviously haven't gone with the same cast from the beginning to end. You know, we've had splinters. You know, like a uh, huge um, reason I started this podcast. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about the the excellent rap group Mayday. Um, check them out. They're on this strange music label. Um, Recognize uh, has a podcast called GTFOH, the Get the Fuck Out of Your Podcast. And uh, I was listening to it for a while there, and I was just like, man, I really like the way this guy does his podcast. Uh, and he was new. This was just, you know, he was jumping in. I jumped in with episode one with him, um, you know, and uh, it was really nice. I like, I was very inspired to start off the deep end by that and by some of the other guys I saw in town starting podcasts. And I was like, this is it. You know, the bus has arrived for it. Like, it's time to jump on the podcast wagon. But I bring up Mayday because they started as a huge group and whittled it down to three members currently. So, you know what I mean? This is vaguely reminiscent of what I'm going through now. And, you know what I mean? There's going to be more of it in the future. But I don't know. It just seems like. If what you're doing is similar to what they were doing, you're you're headed in the right direction. You're going in the right place, um, and that's kind of what's keeping me going right now. That's keeping me, um, you know, head in the game. And if you hear that jangling in the background, that means 
that my little princess has woken up. So I'm going to go be a dad to a daughter. I'm going to sign off. Um, this is weird. I don't. I think it's going to get less weird the more I do it, talking to myself. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to fucking see where it goes. Um, so thanks for sticking in. Thanks for... Uh, Thanks for hanging out and uh, continuing to thrive in the deep end with me, guys. Um, until next time, peace out. Be a, be a good person. This concludes our broadcast day. Good night, and God bless America.